Welcome, friends, to my new podcast, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Love. My name is Sean Edwards. I have been in Montessori for over 30 years. I taught for over a decade, uh, and then I received my uh, coaching certification and trainer certificate in it within the Positive Discipline organization. So I'm also a Positive Discipline parenting coach and a trainer, and I train educators on how to implement positive discipline practices of classroom management with their students at school. I also have a master's degree in transformational coaching and leadership. So today with Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Love, this is the first episode of this particular podcast. And today, um, I'm just earning the right with all of you. So I've shared information about myself. And then I want to talk a little bit about the context of this um, podcast and, and what you're going to learn in your sessions with me. First of all, I really want to focus on the fact that all behavior is purposive. So Jane Nelson is the person who actually created and developed the positive discipline uh, methodology and approach. She wrote a bunch of books. She was a parent of uh, many children and decided that she wanted to be a great parent. So in her research and her study, she uh, found uh, the work of Alfred Adler and Rudolf Dreikers. So Alfred Adler um, actually uh, was a psychologist in the 1920s, talked a lot about um, individual psychology and gave the world tips on how to kind of bring them their best selves uh, up front and forward. Uh, so he talks a lot about birth order. He talks a lot about inferiority complexes, which are the same thing as superiority uh, w- when it's manifested. And he talks a lot about the fact that everybody wants belonging and significance. And this is a big root and crux of uh, parenting with emotional intelligence and love and positive discipline. A big component of this is, yes, everybody wants belonging and everybody wants to feel significant, right? Everybody wants to feel capable. Everybody wants to feel valuable. Everybody wants to feel powerful. Everyone would love to have strong skills of intrapersonal, interpersonal, systematic, and judgment skills, making decisions in integrity. So a lot of this work is about helping your children feel like Uh, they belong and that they're significant. And as you're doing this work, you'll notice that your relationships start to shift with other people as well. So it's not just about your relationship with your child. It's about how you show up uh, and learning about what you're inviting from people and also understanding that all behavior is purposive, right? This is another, there's a purpose behind every behavior. So we become kind of detectives of what's going on with people in their behavior. And again, this doesn't only apply to children. Uh, Parenting, we don't have a lot of training when we become parents. We don't go through a course on how to become parents. So we're constantly working at it and we want to be the best parents we can. And we want to give our children the best uh, start to uh, a joyful life into adulthood. So it's really important that we understand that we invite certain behaviors from our children. And then the purpose behind their behavior is what is underneath at the bottom of the iceberg, right? So you can see the behavior on the top of the iceberg. But what's going on really with your child is underneath the water and their subconscious. This is the need behind the behavior. So as we become detectives and we start to identify the need behind the behavior, guess what? We can start to respond to the need instead of react to the behavior. 
And then all of a sudden the behavior starts to dissipate and your child's true authentic self starts to emerge. And what's also wonderful about this is that we co-voyage. We co-voyage with our children in this journey. So we're also becoming more authentic in ourselves and our relationships with our partners and our friends and our employees and our employers and our colleagues all start to shift for the better. So what a wonderful tool this is going to be. You're parenting with emotional intelligence and love. So I talked a little bit about the root of this program and that Jane Nelson created this program based on the work of Alfred Adler and Rudolf Dreikers, who actually, Rudolf Dreikers was one of Alfred Adler's students, and he created a chart called the mistaken gold chart and really what it is is a chart of understanding the need behind a a chart that really kind of guides you on locating and identifying the need behind your child's behavior and there's only there's only four of them so we'll get to that all right so positive discipline there are um, certain principles with positive discipline and i don't really like the word discipline so that's why i call my podcast parenting with emotional intelligence and love so Uh, The principles of positive discipline is uh, belonging and significance, connection before correction, that all behavior is purposive, all behavior has a purpose, uh, and that there's, uh, it's our job to find the need behind the behavior. All right, so it also, um, uh, the principles also include kindness and firmness, which we're going to talk about, uh, and long-term solutions. So we can react to children's behavior, the behaviors of people in our world that are unpleasant. And oftentimes the behavior will stop in its tracks for some time, but not permanently. So what we what we're trying to do is to get to the root of what's behind the behavior so that lifelong joy can can take the place of these behaviors that are really just defense mechanisms and projection and transference and um a a strong ask and a strong desire and a strong need for your need for 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 needs to be met all right so let's just start today we're going to talk a little bit about um, ourselves and what we invite from our children and what we invite from others and then we're going to talk about um, what characteristics and skills you want for your children and then what those challenges are and that'll set us up for the next session All right, so I want you to think about, as a parent and as a person who interacts with other people, about uh, these shapes, okay? This is is just a personality kind of quiz, which will help you understand yourself a little bit better and help you understand what it is that you invite from your, what behaviors you're inviting from your children. Which shape do you prefer or which shape resonates with you more strongly? The square, the squiggle, the triangle, or the circle? The square the squiggle, the triangle, or the circle. So picture these shapes in your head. And which one do you like? Um, Which one do you like best? All right. So if you picked the square, squares are very detail-oriented people. They're often uh, really good with finances. They're really, really good with money. They're really good with project completion. They're also somewhat reserved and more of kind of a one-man band kind of person. So they're not the best team players. They like to kind of work on their own. Um, And oftentimes what happens, they're also very, very much uh, perfectionists. And so oftentimes what will happen is you will invite from people um, intimidation. 
or um, avoidance and unwillingness to take risks. So if you have children or other people in your life who are kind of shutting down and, and not following through with things and taking healthy risks, you may, you may be a square. All right. So you you have assets and you have liabilities and it's just, none of these are good or bad. It's just really important to understand yourself so that you know what it is that you're inviting from your, from your children. All right. If you're a triangle, if you're a triangle, you're a really strong leader and you're different from the share, uh, the, the square in the sense that you actually can rally people and can get people behind you in following your mission and your vision for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Uh, and you can delegate well, and you're results-oriented, and you don't like to waste time. You also can move into superiority really quickly if you get stressed. So what this invites um, from people is to either be engaging with you in power struggles uh, or to, to have fear of you and, and feel like they're never going to be good enough, so they just stop trying. All right, if you're a squiggle, if you're a squiggle, you're a visionary, most likely, you're a visionary. You have great ideas. However, following through with all those ideas is not your best strong is you know not your strong suit. So it's uh, really great if you're a visionary leader or a visionary person in your family and and with other people that you have others around you that can execute your visions and your ideas with the details. Okay, so the square can the square would be the great person to be crunching the numbers, and the triangle is the great person to be engaging. Um, others to follow the mission and to get it moving. All right. So also squiggles what you invite from people and, and this includes your children sometimes is a lack of trust in the sense that you come up with some great ideas sometimes. And if you don't have those squares and triangles on your team, then things, the balls get dropped, things don't get uh, moved through fruition. And then people start to lack, lack faith and trust that you're going to actually do anything with the ideas and, and, you know, great thoughts that you have. Okay. Our circle, our circle is the people person. These are, are, are people that love everybody. They want to take care of everybody. They want everybody to be happy. Uh, yet sometimes they don't take as good a care of themselves as they do other people. Uh, and it causes, um, uh, you know, frustration on the part of children and others that you interact with um, in the sense that you don't have good boundaries and limits. So you're going to invite one of two things. You're going to invite children who are constantly pushing your buttons and testing you for where those boundaries and limits are or very passive children who are expecting other people to do everything for them. So we've just talked about the profile of the square, the profile of the triangle, the profile of the squiggle, and the profile of the circle. And I want you to think about that in context of your parenting, your parenting skills, uh, your parenting challenges, and what is it that you might be inviting um, from you know your children? Are you um, inviting? Are, you, are your children deliberately hurtful, saying, I hate you, or throwing things at you, or kicking you, or crying, or throwing tantrums all the time? If, if that's the case, they may be looking for consistency and routine and boundaries, and, and, and perhaps you're a squiggle. Okay, if you're inviting a lot of power struggles, uh, you may be uh, a triangle, right, where you're always right, you move into superiority when you're stressed out, and you're inviting um, people to you know, to, um, to feel 
like they don't have enough control and they don't have enough power, so they're going to push for that power. All right, if you have assumed an adequacy, children just kind of melting down and not trying trying things, you could be either a square or a circle. So I want you to think about that. And, that, and that's a, uh, this is a great tool um, for kind of identifying what it is that you're inviting from your children and others in your world, and then do it with your spouse as well. All right, now I want you to think about um, what the characteristics and skills, we're going to switch gears for a minute. What characteristics and skills do you want your children to possess as they move into young uh, young years of adulthood? All right, um, you know, what is it that is going to equip your child to be joyfully engaged in the world? And so I have a list here because I do these workshops and trainings pretty frequently. And so there are characteristics and skills that are pretty common, commonly stated among groups of people who attend these trainings. So parents typically like children, you know, they, they, they hope that their children are going to become responsible, self-directed, self-managing, resilient, compassionate, empathetic, and strong problem solvers. And that's just the beginning. You know, other, other people have, um, no, I, well, this is not the end of the list. This is just the start of the list. So what are the challenges that we face with our children? Oftentimes parents share things like, oh, they shut down. They, they're always, you know, fighting with me and arguing with me and resisting me and engaging in power struggles with me. They're physically aggressive. They're verbally aggressive. They, they're distractible. They're argumentative or they're overly active. When these things occur, I want you to think about how, what you do. What do you do? What do you do when your child beca- uh, engages in a power struggle or becomes physically aggressive or verbally aggressive or argumentative or shuts down and refuses to put on his shoes or becomes overly active? And the reason why I ask you this is because I've been a, I was a parent too. Well, I am a parent. My children are grown now. And so let's all be honest with ourselves here is that sometimes we get reactive, right? We want to stop the behavior in its tracks. So maybe we yell, maybe we uh, punish, maybe we take some a privilege away from a child. Um, maybe we put a child in timeout. And are any of those reactive measures to these behaviors helping children learn responsibility? Back to the characteristics and skills list, or self-direction, or self-management, or resilience, or compassion, or empathy, or problem solving? No, it's not. And the reason why that's not happening is because we're reacting. We're not responding. We're reacting to the behavior. We're trying to squash the behavior. But we're not responding to the need behind the behavior. And until we can respond to the need behind the behavior, the behavior will continue. It may stop temporarily, but it's going to continue and resurface again until that need gets met. So uh, in our next episode of... Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Love. We are going to talk about how to identify what the need is behind the behavior. What is the need behind the behavior? If we can recognize the need behind the behavior, and usually there's only there's only four, so that's kind of liberating. You can rest assured that if you know that there are four needs behind, um, or there's one of four needs behind a behavior, then you can start to respond to that need behind the behavior by asking questions using tools of kindness and firmness at the same time, being encouraging and being empowering. Instead of reacting by yelling, bribing, shaming, taking things away, 
putting children in timeout, shaming them, punishing them. When people are misbehaving or when people and children alike are acting in ways that are unpleasant and that may be triggering us and bothering us, they already feel bad, right? They're already, there's already a need there that's, that they're trying to have met. So they're, they're not on their best. They're not feeling great about things. And then what do we do? We yell at them. We bribe them. We shame them. We take things away. We put them in timeout. We punish them. And guess what? That just makes them feel worse. So now they actually feel worse instead of uh, better. And the behavior doesn't change. And the need is not met. So we are going to talk in our next session about the four needs behind behavior and how to identify those needs by the way you feel as a parent. How am I feeling right now? Oh, wow. I'm feeling irritable. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling helpless. Okay, any one of those are four clues as to what maybe the four needs are behind behaviors by identifying how it is that you feel. And then recognizing that as you're feeling that, your child's feeling the same way. The behavior may be manifesting itself in in a different way, but the feelings are still there. So you can identify your feelings and now have empathy for your child because your child's feeling the same way. Okay, so we're going to look at those four needs in the next episode, and we're going to learn how to... Some skills of language semantics, of asking questions, of using tools of kindness and firmness at the same time, of encouraging children and of empowering them so so that we can, um, you know, support the full potential of the, of the child. All right, so I look forward to having you join me um, tomorrow for our next episode of Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Love. Thank you.